What is going on, everybody? P4C, the podcast. That's my name. That's the show's name. And we are now through the NFL draft. I didn't put out an episode last week because I was really just not into the draft at all. And, you know, there's a lot of things happening with baseball, but I wanted just to wait to do my takes after the draft because that's really when the fun begins. I just, I can't really take the nonsense. It's grown way way out of hand. Um, I really became a draft follower, a, a nut, probably in like 2010. And back then, it, it seemed like things were so reasonable. Now it's just like, you know, it it's entertainment, and that's fine, but it's uh, it's just grown kind of ridiculous. In this draft, it's just not a lot of horsepower. I'm not going to talk about box safeties. I'm not going to talk about offensive guards. In the draft, you only talk about the things that are important, and, and I'll get to those main takeaways. Hit on Trevor Bauer and his suspension for Major League Baseball, what I think kind of is going on there, and, of course, just all the big news as far as Byron Buxton balling, the Yankees are on a tear, the Marlins pitching is superb, the Reds are an embarrassment, a whole lot of things on the baseball, baseball side of things, along with DeAndre Hopkins. Just a lot of football, a lot of baseball. Let's get to it. It's episode 83 of the podcast. So the big thing from the NFL draft was really the trades, the trades of pro players. Obviously, draft picks are always swapped. People move up, people move down, people trade up for a specific player, or they move down to get extra picks and maybe in next year's draft. There was a little bit of everything here in 2022, but namely, and maybe an outlier for most years, is that you actually saw NFL players, current ones, get traded away. And Hollywood Brown went to the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll get into DeAndre Hopkins here in a minute. But this move obviously was part of a bigger picture that we would later learn with DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, the Cardinals, I just scratched my head. I, I, I think, obviously, Cliff knows how to schematically call a game, and he knows how to get things open and make plays with the players that he has. He loves to have his toys, and this is just another one. He got the Wisconsin tight end in the draft. He has Hollywood Brown. Obviously, week seven, he'll have DeAndre Hopkins, and they have Zach Ertz and and, and more uh, on the wide receiver side of things. So they're going to be good on offense. Kyler Murray, whether they sign him or not, he's going to be playing for them, barring something completely unforeseen. So, you know, the Cardinals, they'll continue to be good. I, I just don't agree with this philosophy and how you play football. Like, your team has gotten beat up the last two years, down the stretch, particularly the quarterback, has not lived up to expectations. He doesn't play well. You guys run out of gas, and you just don't have defense, and you just don't play complimentary football. I don't understand it. Um, you know, Obviously, it, it makes a little bit more sense with Hopkins, but I mean, you needed to draft a little bit differently, in my opinion, if you wanted to have different results in the NFC West. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're a team that greatly reached on Kenny Pickett. I... I understand having the fifth year option on, you know, a first round pick and obviously the quarterback that could be very valuable, but who was taking Kenny Pickett from you guys? There wasn't another quarterback that went in the first round. I don't think anybody else was on him and nobody is fully convicted on him being a uh, 10 year starter or even a five year starter in the NFL. You took him at number 20. Why not trade back or why not wait until the second round? If you don't land him, that's okay. 
He's, he's not that promising. He's ultimately just a prospect. I think this was an overdraft. I think you could have got another blue chip player, particularly a wide receiver, something that you guys do great as far as the later rounds. Uh, but you also could have taken an offensive lineman because that offensive line has to be redone. More rarity was available. And I, I think this was just a situation where you have Big Ben retiring. You go, oh, well, got to take a shot. You don't take shots on quarterbacks. You only go and get a quarterback if you are 100% fully convicted. And this just sounds like you talked yourself into it. Same facility, University of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You know the coach. You have a need. I didn't like it. Kevin Colbert, great general manager, had a terrific career, is now retiring. Thought this move was a little bit silly. The Minnesota Vikings are trading picks. They are moving from the middle of the first round down to the end, and they traded to the Lions. I know this is an analytical guy, the guy running the Vikings now, and I'm not going to box him in to say that this was an analytical decision, but it definitely is a head-scratcher. Why are you trading within your own division? They did it another time with Green Bay. Why are you allowing them to get great players? I know the Cowboys and the Eagles swap picks last year, allowing the Philadelphia Eagles to jump one spot, but that's only one spot. You only have to worry about your player in a scenario like that, so I get why the Eagles and Cowboys did it. But here with the Vikings, what are you doing? You're allowing teams within your division to get better? That's just stupid. And then when we're talking about A.J. Brown, close your eyes. Ask yourself, A.J. Brown, is he worth $28 million? I don't see it. Tyreek Hill, yeah, I would give him that top dollar contract. Devontae Adams, that's a top dollar contract. I don't see that with A.J. Brown. The thing that's been pointed out to me, I was listening to another guy, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, they have been playing in the league since like 2014, 2016. I'm not giving that to a guy who's been in the league since 2019. This was a move that I think the Eagles got better. They had the cap room to obviously pay him, but if you're the Titans, you obviously are looking at Ryan Tannehill and the last run with him. I'm not saying that Malik Willis is the guy and the guy that will uh, take over for Ryan Tannehill, but it's someone that you're probably not going to re-up with as far as Ryan Tannehill's caliber. So with that cap number, I don't think that's a uh, a move that you really want to do as far as signing A.J. Brown. This was very Belichick-y, and John Robinson, the general manager from the Titans, is from that tree, so I think this was a shrewd move. Overall, the NFL draft... Did not disappoint. I think a lot of teams got better. Those were my main takeaways from 2022. So beginning with DeAndre Hopkins, this is an individual, superb wide receiver, number one for years in Houston, never really had a great quarterback. He went from Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, even I think he was at the end of the uh, Matt Schaub era, and then he finally got to Sean Watson and you know, he really took off from there. And it was one of those deals where, you know, I really liked the guy. I thought he was made of the right stuff. He didn't talk a lot, wasn't really active on social media when it came around because he was part of the 2013 draft, one of the lone picks that was actually, you know, a star. When it turned out to be time for a new contract extension, he did not hold out. Most guys, they do hold out to get what they want. He actually showed up and he publicly said, I just do not believe in holding out. And he got paid. He got paid top dollar money, top of the market from the then general manager uh, 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 down there at Houston. His name's escaping me. 
uh, but he's now working with the USFL. So things were good. They were off to a good start. He had Billy O'Brien. And then ever since the comments came out from the late Bob McNair that were, you know, a little insensitive um, as far as the prison comments, since then he really just has gone completely in the other direction. And I get getting pissed off from comments like that. Um, I know he left the building at that point in time. Then he forced his way out because he wanted a raise after two years in to the deal that I just mentioned. Then he kind of falsified a story about Bill O'Brien calling him Aaron Hernandez. It turned out not to be true. Another thing the media didn't really shed light on. And now he just goes off on Twitter all the time about any little thing about the league, calling Roger uh, Roger Goodell a clown, even though he's arguably the most successful commissioner in the NFL's history. And now he is suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. This is a story of a guy who just completely flips the picture. A guy on the baseball side of things, Bryce Harper, he's kind of gone the other way. I didn't like him at first, really like him now. He kind of just shuts up and plays ball. D-Hop was that guy in the NFL. He just showed up. He just balled out. He just made catches, didn't talk a lot. Now, that's all he does. And it's really a rarity now that you have someone who just shows up, does his job, head down, kicks ass. Nowadays, everybody's talking. People that suck talk, and it's why it's stupid. Talk is cheap. Talk is for folks like me who want to talk about the game. The pros, you should just go out and play. And D-Hop, it's, it's a sad deal because I think this is really going to tarnish his legacy. And I, I think with performance-enhancing drugs, it's never been a big deal in football. But going forward here, because you got more and more big names that have used, like Julian Edelman, um, I know that Aaron Foster got busted at one point. Guys that have a lot of totals from this era, you seem to just be having a lot of guys that are getting busted for PEDs now. And I think it might soon be somewhat of a discussion for the Hall of Fame debate on the NFL side of things. Not quite like baseball, because it doesn't uh, move the needle as much. But, you know, it, it seems more and more you, you got guys in the era today that are using, and it might come back to bite DeAndre Hopkins. I, I really think. One thing that maybe hasn't been talked about enough is that this guy used to be someone completely different as recently as like 2016. Now it just seems like it's bad news after bad news for DeAndre Hopkins. Let's go around Major League Baseball. The Cincinnati Reds, absolute embarrassment. They've won three games total. Their president is mocking the fan base. They strip down, make a very feeble attempt at trying to win a couple of years ago by just going all in on the cash side of things and dolling out money to free agents. And then they give it a total of like a year and a half, including the 2020 shortened season. Just an embarrassment. They continue to lose. And it's sad to see Joey Votto kind of go through what he's going through, at least with the Tigers. And Miguel Cabrera, there was a little bit more of direction and, and purpose. The Marlins, they got some power arms. Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara, obviously have uh, Taylor Rogers. Just some power arms that are kind of coming to fruition here. And, you know, it's almost Braves-like, which I, I think the Braves are almost turning into a model franchise here. They haven't won a series, but they're still playing at a good level. I think when it's all said and done, their pitching, their bullpen will come around and their lineup. You know, Austin Riley's going to be a 40-homer guy. You got Ronald Acuna back uh, and Matt Olson, the best replacement you could get for Freddie Freeman. I think their lineup and their starting pitching is just too much. But the Marlins kind of have a little Braves thing going where they're just going to soon be churning out top arm after top arm, and it's going to be cheap. 
It's going to be lethal and it's going to be reliable and consistent for a low budget, low market team like Miami. And of course, you know, the ballpark, hopefully you get some fans in the stands. Baseball in Miami, you would think it would be a little bit bigger. I don't know why they can't seem to get fans to go. It's not just a winning thing. I guess it's just entertainment, too much to do, too much sun, too much beast, kind of like the Dolphins. We'll see. And Atlanta, again, I, I think they'll be there when it's all said and done, along with the Mets, who just keep rolling. The New York Mets, it used to be all drama, like someone getting a DWI, someone saying something wrong, someone harassing someone, uh, the Mickey Calloway being inappropriate with a report. It was just like one thing after another uh, with, with the Mets. But now you got Marte, Escobar, Kana, all their 33-year-olds, their free agent signings, they're all working out. And Buck Showalter just literally comes in, drop of a hat. He's got the clubhouse, clubhouse you know, in the right direction here. Guys are focused. Guys are playing hard. They're doing everything right. It's it's unbelievable. I, I like to see the Mets doing well. I think it's great for the sport. I think they could really be, with Steve Cohen's money, they could be the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that has a excellent farm system year after year, but also can pay for any free agent out there. So Yankees might get supplanted as far as the big dogs out there in New York. I will say, I I don't play fantasy baseball myself, but I do help out a friend, Jack Schwartz, friend of the podcast, with his fantasy baseball team. I'm assistant general manager. I, I don't have any access to facilitating the roster, but one guy that I pounded the table for was Byron Buxton, who, you know, Rocco Beldelli, uh, Beldelli uh, his manager, had made the comment that he's the best player in the sport right now, and, and he's right. Byron Buxton, when he plays and he's healthy, you just look at the athleticism, um, you know, the the uncoiled swing, the power, the speed, the ability to play defense. It's it's so perfect for Minnesota because I would think if he was in New York, you know, he, he would have already been shipped out of town. If he was in Los Angeles, if he was in a higher urgent situation to, to win games and be on the field and produce he wouldn't have had the leeway here. Instead, he gets a contract extension. There was talk of trading him and letting him walk as a free agent after uh, this next season, which, of course, he's since been extended. They were talking about just letting him walk, take the compensatory pick, and and move it on because he obviously is always injured. But he is a guy where, man, if he could play injured and just play close to what he does right now, you have elite, elite numbers. Numbers that only Trout, only uh, Acuna, only Vlad Guerrero, only those guys can put up. And it's been fun to watch uh, a guy who really does just play. You know, he, he's, he's, he's got a little flair to his game. It's not over the top, though, which I love. Uh, big Byron Buxton fan. I think this is the year he puts it together, plays 150 games, and it may just may allow the Twins to make it to the playoffs. So Trevor Bauer was suspended for two years for Major League Baseball. You know, I, I've read up on this, you know, just about everything that kind of comes out, every update. And, you know, my thoughts on Bauer personally, you know, he talks a little too much for me. He's public, kind of thinks he's a, a know-it-all, slams Rob Manfred. I don't know what happened. It's pretty simple. If she is lying, she should go to jail. If Trevor Bauer's lying, he should go to jail. 
I don't have any inclination other which way. From what I'm reading, all the three same or uh, all three of the girls. There's like two in Ohio, one in San Diego. They're all saying the same thing. He just pushed over the line of rough sex, which having sex roughly, if consented, is not illegal. Last time I checked, and I, I don't. Again, I don't know what happened here, but I don't know how anyone can say either which way what happened were boundaries crossed or not like you don't know unless you're one of the four people involved nobody knows so we'll see how this plays out but the one thing that's obvious the year after year the twitter posts the the youtube channels the bauer outage podcasts where he just slams rob manfred's name did this not contribute to the suspension you you bet your ass it did this guy got two years not for the veracity or even the uh, the seriousness of what they uncovered. Because, again, no, nobody knows. Otherwise, we would know about it at this point in time. He got this because you have brought shame to the, the shield. I know it's not the NFL, but Major League Baseball certainly has a shield that they try to protect. You, you can't call out the commissioner, the guy that's handing out the suspension, and not think that this isn't a situation where he's going to get you. Think about with O.J. Simpson. That second offense in Las Vegas, that certainly was a, we're going to get OJ the second go around. And that's what this kind of feels like with Trevor Bauer. He, uh, not, not that the, the situations are exactly apples to apples here, but this was a situation Rob Manfred said, yeah, you're, you're going to defame me. Well, guess what? I'm going to throw the hammer down on you. In addition, there's been reports that the Dodgers in the clubhouse, they, they don't even like the guy. Trevor Bauer and like David Price uh, and Clayton Kershaw, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, guys that have been there for years, they don't even like this cat. He's just kind of a know-it-all. He's weird. He kind of has this condescending thing going on. They were like, get me, get him out of here. This was last year they were saying that. So I think the Dodgers, they are totally okay with this. Yeah, they got to pay him right now, but when he is suspended, because he will, maybe it won't be for two years. They're not going to have to pay his salary, and this is the second year of a three-year contract for him. This is music to their ears. They're going to go on just fine. They do not need a $40 million pitcher, uh, clearly, because they're doing just fine in the standings. And this is a perfect case of when you try to really promote and support athletes that are outspoken, this is what it gets you. This is what it gets you. I, I say it all the time. Shut up, head down. Don't even have social media. You don't need it if you're a pro athlete. You got $40 million in the bank. Any money that you make off social media, A, you do not need to. You can have someone else handle it. You don't even have to be the one producing the content. But Trevor Bauer, you take shots at the commissioner. You take shots at the owners. You take shots at the teams. And now you get a two-year suspension for something you may or may not have done. One thing that obviously will not go away is the fact that the 49ers uh, still have Jimmy Garoppolo and John Lynch speaks on it. And he said that how the shoulder surgery put things to a a halt with Jimmy Garoppolo. Some teams were calling that he thought they had a deal and uh, then he elected to get surgery. So it's clear that John Lynch probably prefers that he hadn't had done that Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, because now he can't trade him and he, he's kind of stuck with the salary and he can't really do as much with the roster because he needs that money freed up to add better pieces for Trey Lance. 
you know my thoughts on it. I think Jimmy should start. I think Trey Lance is just very behind the eight ball. I, I don't know how good he's going to be. He looked awful in his first season in limited time. Um, I, I think the best landing spot for him now that the draft has come and gone, Houston Texans. You got Nick Casario. You got a similar model down there in Houston. And you obviously have Lovey Smith, who's a defensive coach. They'll take care of that side of the ball. I, I, I know they don't have a great offensive coordinator, but it's a glaring need. And you can go in there. You can compete with Davis Mills. I know he showed some good stuff. He probably would have been the first pick in this draft, but it's obviously not his at this point in time. And also, you got the Carolina Panthers, and they did not add a guy outside of Sam Howell in the draft. I don't think this is going to be a guy that's necessarily someone to be uh, uh, emerging out of training camp. He's got a lot of raw tools, but he's, he's not going to be playing this year in 2022. So why not take a look at, at Jimmy Garoppolo? I think the same thing with the Panthers, Baker Mayfield. Why not be taking a look at him? That's a guy that at 18 million, it's kind of grown out of control here as far as Baker. Like he doesn't suck. He's not awful. He's just not worth $30 million a year. But at 18 million, Baker Mayfield, yeah, I can build a team around that. If you're Carolina, why wouldn't you be wanting to do that? I guess the only reasoning that I would think of is that you know that Cleveland wants to trade them, so you want them to eat some of the salary. So I understand that logic, but if it means not getting the player, that's not good business. I think maybe at that point you do need to take on the full salary, and you could probably get them for a sixth-round pick, seventh-round pick. I mean, the, the Browns want that off the books. They want them out of the building. It's worth taking on that salary if it means getting them, because if, if that's the only holdup here, you risk running it back with Darnold, who I liked, thought he was really good. I think he needs someone in the building to push him, however, and that's just not going to happen with how It's not going to happen with P.J. Walker. You need someone who's had some NFL starts, and that's why the Panthers should go get Baker Mayfield. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the podcast. Share with your friends wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever Tell them to tune into the show. We come out weekly, NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever it is you want to talk about, let us know. You can hit up the text line, 816-226-7483, at me on Twitter. It's Pete4C, the handle. We got the podcast at gmail.com. We will see you all next week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs>